What is up, Maximizers? This is the SaunaCast, and this is your host, Morgan Zook. I'm here at the LA Fitness Sauna. It's a beautiful Friday morning, and we're up getting after it early. I'm with a really great crew today. I'm with Mark Schramm, Michael Finley, and Grant Strayer. Grant might be meditating in the corner, so he'll just be listening in on this one. If he wants to chime in, he'll chime in. And we're also with two other sauna goers. If they want to chime in, they can chime in. If not, they can listen. Hopefully, I'm not disturbing the peace too much. I probably am. So we're going to talk about the benefits of starting your day with the workout. So we got up today about 5 and got to the gym around 6. We would like to get to the gym at 5. We'll get there. So Finley, this is your first time with us hitting the early morning workout. How was it for you? What are some of your experiences and how do you think this will benefit you throughout the day? You know, first off, it's just great to be up with it, getting my brain in an alpha state early in the morning, ready to go home, get some good food in, and then just get after my day. Love starting off with a little basketball, a little competition, a little heart rate, really nothing like it. And a good company also helps too, so it's a good habit, and I'm really trying to, to make a habit out of it with you boys. Hell yeah. So you, you mentioned alpha state. I'm trying to learn more about uh, brainwave states. Could you go into what alpha state is exactly? Um, so I'm, I'm definitely no uh, neuroscientist or anything, but from, from the best of my knowledge, the way it goes, it's beta state, alpha state, delta state, theta state, gamma state. Beta is kind of like when you're like anxious all over the place. Um, hard to focus on one thing. Alpha state, though is when you're focused, whether you're working out, you're, you're in a game type situation, whether you're studying or you're, you're doing something that you're very focused. Delta is gonna be more of like a sleep and recovery state. Theta would be like a, a creative state. So if you're meditating, visualizing, you're kind of in theta. And then if you're in really deep, deep meditation and you're, you're really well-versed in those types of things and you can control your brain, you're gonna go into gamma, which is kind of contact with God, the universe, infinite intelligence type thing. And that's something that I think uh, Mark could probably talk more on because I know that he's got the uh, the control of his brain waves more, more down than the rest of us, at least more down than me for sure. Yeah, I wanna to touch up first on, uh, on theta. And theta is the brain wave state of subconscious programming. So we're in theta for about 20 minutes before falling asleep and 20 minutes after waking up. So those are great times for reciting your definite goal or your main goal or any of your goals uh, for the near future, long-term, anything. And uh, that really just keeps your subconscious program towards looking for things that are gonna help you uh, accomplish that goal. And then another thing is we're in theta from age zero to seven. Some people say zero to eight, it's about that range. And um, that's why uh, some philosophers have said, if you give me the child from zero to seven, I'll show you the man. And uh, I believe in that heavily, and I think that a lot of us, without knowing it, um, which uh, hence the term subconscious, we're programmed at that young age. And that's why we have a lot of the beliefs, that's why we have the belief systems, which keep us doing the same things over and over again, kind of in the same habit loops. Uh, so I think that's a really important thing to, to consider, especially when you think about changing yourself and changing your habits, you have to know that pretty much everything you're doing comes from your belief system and your belief of what's gonna make you happy. And a lot of times we, we think that the best thing, the thing that's gonna make us happiest 
is something that's going to give us immediate gratification. But the secret actually is delaying gratification for that long-term reward, that long-term mm-hmm. treasure, which is way better than the uh, instant pleasure. Yeah. What that makes me think of is a saying that I love. Short-term pleasure leads to long-term, long-term suffering, and, lo- and short-term suffering leads to long-term pleasure. So if I'm doing an activity that isn't going to benefit me after the activity is over, I'm not going to do that activity, or at least I'm going to limit it extremely. And on the contrary, if I'm doing something that I'm suffering and it's painful, such as a workout, or sometimes even like breath holds, or you know, just working hard, reading, just things that aren't as enjoyable in the moment, per se, as other activities, that's what I want to be doing because that'll train my brain to learn, accumulate knowledge, and on top of that, it'll lead to long-term pleasure. So I'm really glad you touched on that. And then one other thing I want to touch on, referring back to you, Finley, is the alpha state. So that's kind of like when you're in flow, right? Yeah, and I think that the, the higher the brain waves that you get into, kind of the deeper state of flow that, that you're in mm-hmm. type of situation. And I mean, before we get into that, I just want to touch on a, a few things that you guys both mentioned. Mark was talking about how we're in theta right when we wake up and right when we go to bed and how that's a good time to program the subconscious. And uh, it's a perfect time to look at whatever affirmations you've got mm-hmm. and make a, a routine, a habit out of that. And um, something that I love to, to kind of encourage people to do if they're trying to pick up Spanish or another language is use Google Translate to copy those affirmations in Spanish and just read them over at the same time as you would read them in English, whether it's in the morning or at night or both. And that'll really help you to, to kind of program your subconscious mind to being a, a Spanish speaker. And uh, Zook, like you mentioned, just doing anything for, for like short-term gratification and, and not long-term gain, it, it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with uh, the GOAT Will last night. Uh, Will Turbazo, shout out my fraternity brother. Yeah, we'll get him on here one of these days. But uh, we were just talking about how like McDonald's is basically like porn for your mouth. Like it gives you, like it, it, it's like in the moment you think it's what you want, but as soon as like the burger's done, you're just like, oh God, like you feel disgusting. And you're just like, why did I do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those who don't know, this is Michael Finley. I went to high school with him. He's over here in St. Pete. He's going to Stetson Law, and he's just a wealth of information. Just a great guy, and he's going to be on the podcast a lot going forward. Finley the Finisher. Yeah, yeah, so we gave each other nicknames. So Finley's the Finisher, Mark's Mr. Energy, Grant is Dr. G, and actually I, I, I messed that up. Mark is Mr. Positive, I'm Mr. Energy, mm-hmm. and Grant's Dr. G. So if you hear us referring to each other, that's what we're talking about. What was that? Can I talk one second? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever you say is very beautiful, but what I want to say is this. When you use your brain, what you say about put your brain in the more beautiful position and to be in equilibrium with the life and everything, that's the main difference. The difference is when you change your mind for your heart. When you're connected with your heart, you connect with the universe. When you connect with the universe, there's no brain working, <clears throat> no pain, there's no happiness, there's anything. It's the universe, the force of the universe tells you what to do in your life. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you have to do to be the best. 
The mind cannot tell you you are good or not good, your brain is good or not good. The heart is more powerful than the brain and, and the neurons and, co and communication with the, with the force of the universe. So when you connect the heart with the universe, you, you have the power of the universe in you. I mean, you, are, you don't need money, you don't need nothing, you don't listen to nobody because you know everything. So if you know these two things, that you connect the heart with the universe, you don't have to listen to the brain. The brain made more mistakes than anybody else. Even you have the brain in better condition. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. Wow, that was really good. Yeah. Wow. Hey, have a good day. Have a good day. Woo. Woo. That was great. Thank well, you. Wow. So, maximizers. That was this guy who was just in the sauna, this older gentleman. Very wise. And I don't know if you understood what he was saying, because I'm not very good at understanding people's accents. But basically, to sum it up, it's that your heart is the most powerful thing in the world. You know, a lot of people sometimes say it's your brain, but I think it's the blending of the two that really lets you operate in right, spontaneous action, which in turn means that everything you do is what you're supposed to be doing. Every decision you make is the decision that's supposed to be made. And I'm sure Mark can touch upon that. Yeah, but first I want to revert back to what he was saying. And um, it reminds me of this of this little story. Uh, it's called The Boy With No Brain. And so there was this, uh, I forget the age of the individual, but let's say he was a young man and he, he was intelligent, he was creative, he was successful. And for whatever reason, he went and got a brain scan done. And what they found was he actually only had about what was it, maybe 2% of a brain. I think it was maybe tops 10%, but basically he had very little brain. I think I'm really uh, quite sure it was about 2%. And what they realized is that it's not the brain which gives you that mental power, it's the mind. And um, I think in the essence that, that our uh, Latino friend was saying that the heart is the most powerful thing, I think um, his definition of that uh, could could be uh, worded interchangeably with the word mind. Yeah. I think it's the same thing, and I think I believe and I uh, I agree with him that the the brain is not the most powerful thing, but the mind is. So the power of the mind definitely goes way further than the brain. The power of the mind can connect to infinite intelligence. It's not the brain which connects with the mind. In a sense, you could say the heart or the soul, but it's all the same thing with a different. Different name. Um, yeah. What was your What was your question before that? Sorry, if you want to. Finn, let, let Finley go. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah. To build off that, what he was saying kind of reminded me of that. Um. The Gateway Process document, the CIA document. Yeah. The Gateway. Yeah. It talks about like how you can get, you got to get your brain into hemisync, where the left and right hemispheres are vibrating at the same frequency, and then you also have to get your heart vibrating at that same frequency as your brain. And I might be misspeaking here, but it's along the lines of the idea that once you have your, your both hemispheres of your brain and your heart vibrating at the same frequency is when you're in that gamma state, when you're connected, whether, and I think it has something to do with vibrating at a similar frequency or the same frequency as the earth. And it makes sense that that's what would, give, would connect you to, to God, the universe, mm -hmm. infinite intelligence, like this uh, gentleman was just saying. Mm -hmm. But yeah, really, really great to hear that from the guy. Definitely a blessing to be a, 
always brought back to the truth when uh, yeah. when you're kind of exploring it. I love that. Yeah, exactly. There's so, power poses over here. <laughs> so, do you two have any idea? Right, you guys do, but what what are the most effective ways to get into that state? Meditation. Meditation. Absolutely. Meditation strengthens the the corpus callosum, and I think I might have mentioned this on one of the previous uh, songcasts. But the corpus callosum is basically like the grand central station of the brain, and it's where all the uh, the neurons travel through and all the neural pathways are strung through it. So when you, when you strengthen the, the center of the brain, the corpus callosum, you have way better connectivity from right to left, left to right hemispheres. And um, having, so people are, people might have heard the term of a right mind or a left mind person. One is more aimed towards mathematics and logic, the other towards more literature and creativity. And the most uh, powerful minds in the world, the most creative minds, are the ones which had not one stronger than the other, but more of a balance, and they had both strong. So if you're lacking one of those areas, if you feel like you're really more of a one type of person than the other, then I highly recommend doing tasks that are that involve the other side of the the other hemisphere, the other half of the brain, and then also meditation, of course, which will uh, expedite, catalyze that process so much and really enhance your ability to improve that other side of the brain and then give you that total brain where you'll have way more creativity, way more focus, way mm -hmm. more information retention. Yeah, Mark, 1000% um, meditation, exercise, all those things. There's actually a book I'll, I'll recommend. It's called Stealing Fire by mm -hmm. Stephen Volker. Yeah. And it's all about different ways to get into flow. and. He says basically there are some ways that are more risky than others, but they require less time to get into a deeper state of flow. And then there are states that require more time and they're less risky. For example, meditation. Like there's really no risk of meditating, but for you to achieve the same thing as a maybe consuming a substance or, or exercising, you know, it's gonna take way, way longer to, to achieve those states. They also mention a lot about doing extreme sports and like cliff diving, mm. squirrel suit jumping, yes. things like that, because they, they propel you into that state of flow where you have no choice but to be like entirely present mm -hmm. or, or you're risking your life. And kind of something that I heard too is that when you, when you make yourself run after exercise, you get your heart rate up and put your body into that state of mind where it's forced to remember things because apparently if you think about what your body was programmed to do or created to do biologically, if it was running away from, from a predator maybe, it would have to remember like where it's been, where it's going, what it's what what its whole plan is. So I've heard that you can actually biohack your memory by running and doing high intensity exercise after learning and reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one other thing about um, connecting the hemispheres is a very simple way to uh, apply it immediately in your everyday life is first thing in the morning when you brush your teeth, brush your teeth with your opposite hand. Mm -hmm. So using the other side of the body connects with the opposing side of the body. So for instance, if you're using your left hand, you're going to be using your right hemisphere. So for all you righties out there, switch to the left. And all you lefties, you know what to do. And another way through breath work is alternate nostril breathing. Can you speak to that, Mark? Yeah, it's called pranayama. And the way to do it is basically inhaling, plugging your right nostril with your right thumb, exhaling, 
out of your left nostril, then inhaling back into your left nostril, and then switching to your right ring finger, plugging your left nostril, breathing out and in again, and repeating that process. Five minutes is definitely a good amount of time to do so, and it's particularly beneficial before meditation as a primer. Yeah. And what that does is, you know, connects the hemispheres of the brain as well. I feel like before exercise, too. Helps you get into that so. flow. Yeah, yes. both that and the Wim Hof method is definitely yeah. great before exercise. We're yes, oxygenating great. the whole body, all yeah. the muscles, the brain, uh, activating all the different glands and parts of the brain, the brain stem, pineal yeah. gland. Yeah, I'm so happy you, you mentioned the Wim Hof. It's like one of my favorite, really like non-negotiable practices. And that's something that can actually change your brain waves, like we were talking about your brain state. and. Um, it gets you, it basically puts your brain and your heart, your body into a, a place of starvation for air, which is like the fight or flight. And if you can start your day with something like that, then the next time that that fight or flight is triggered because something stresses you out, it's not really going to have as much of an effect. Like it won't shift your consciousness as much if you deliberately shifted your consciousness into that state early in the morning. That's why the same goes for like running or exercising early in the morning. So if you find that you don't really have the time or the desire to go straight to the gym to change your brain waves, you could spend 10, 11 minutes on a whimmy. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll, you'll get like some of the benefits of changing that brain state. And really kind of ground you get, you, get you into your body, make you feel alive, get you out of that, that foggy wake up state. Yeah, when you do a whimmy, you whinny. Yeah, so sure. I do Wim Hof close to every day. And a lot of times when I do it, I do it in an ice bath because that's what Wim Hof preaches. And it's crazy. It's actually insane. You can hold your breath for so much longer and your focus and presentness is elevated so freaking much. And anybody out there, definitely try Wim Hof. Then try an ice bath. Then try combining the two. And I guarantee you won't regret it and you'll be able to accomplish anything you put your mind to. And if you're too scared to start with ice baths, start with cold showers. Yep, yep. Don't put the shower in warm. Leave it on cold and jump in there. Yeah, a little caution. Wim says uh, if you're going to do that, that breath hold, you know, definitely keep your head above water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be playing any games. I think I read an article where a Navy SEAL was trying to push himself with a whimmy underwater, and he ran out of oxygen, and it was tragic. So don't, don't pull any of that. If, if you do the whimmy from our recommendation, yeah. definitely keep your head yes. above water. Yeah, so and be experienced with it. Build your way up. Just like anything, it all starts with starting. So just start and reap the benefits. And so we're coming to the conclusion of this podcast, this Sonicast, because the Sonicast, it's been 19 minutes so far, and we've been in here for about 10 minutes before we started, so we're pretty dead. And it was after a good workout, did a good full body workout, played a little basketball, so we're going to hit a cold shower. Right now, only Finley and I are left in the sauna. The other two tapped out. So this is Morgan Zook signing out. Michael Finley signing out. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. And maximize your weekend. Just because it's the weekend doesn't mean you should slack off. And Mark Schramm signing off as well. I love you. (laughs) He walked right in just for that. Go maximize the weekend.